All right, so we put on a show back in April, and he is back once again to close out 2023 with hopes of a title. Darian Abbey, so good to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Thanks for having me, man. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I kind of wanted to ask you a little bit about what the year has been like. We haven't seen you since April. What has life been like post that fight back in April? Uh, well, honestly, after that fight, I fought two weeks after that again for uh, Game Bread, Bare Knuckle, the MMA stuff. Uh, went, knocked my guy out first round with that as well. So um, I've been looking, honestly, to fight since, when was that, May? Since July, I've been trying to fight again. And I've had uh, three fights fall through. I was supposed to fight August. I was supposed to fight September. And then I was supposed to fight two weeks ago for CFFC. And just opponents kept falling out and getting shitty luck. And then um, I got hit up by my manager and said, hey, they want you for the title for Fierce. So here we are. Yeah. I mean, you've been kind of trying to get after whether it's Kent Mafaleo, whether it's any heavyweight within Fierce. You've been kind of chomping at the bit to get yeah. in contact with someone to get a title shot. What was your reaction when you did actually get that title shot to come back out here to Salt Lake? Let's get to it, man. Um, we got what we wanted. It, uh, last time I was there, it was, I said, I either wanted him or uh, Hatch has the belt, I think still. So um, I wanted him or Hatch at 205. So we got Kent first. And then I think after this, we're gonna get through this one and then call for Hatch after that. So. What do you make of Kent Mafaleo? Obviously, he's been on a tear. What do you make of his skill, and, and what have you seen on him? I think he's good, man. Uh, I think he's as advertised. He's uh, beating up the people he's putting for. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He's winning. He's undefeated. He's on the right track. Um, I got nothing really but good things to say about him. He's uh, strong. He looks like he hits hard. Uh, good fence control. Uh, I'm excited uh, for the for the matchup. I wanted to ask you about April a little bit. You obviously faced Zeke Law too, and that was kind of a back and forth, high emotion fight. What was it like being in there? Because it really was the highest of highs and lowest and lows in a matter of just two and a half minutes or so. So with Zeke, uh, the altitude fighting up there, I wasn't really uh, sure what I was getting myself into because everybody talks about the the altitude once you get in there, kind of plays a part so I was kind of thinking about that a lot too so I think that got in my head so much that when we actually started wrestling and started like getting to it I was overthinking it and uh got in my head and slowed me down for a little like minute minute and a half of that fight um but then once I realized that I was good and I think he got me down finally off of he, he tried to get me down I think three times in a matter of two minutes um he got one of them and I remember on the ground for a split second I was like oh this is not as bad as I thought it would be stood up and finished the fight. I mean, I think a lot of it was mental more than anything with it against Zeke. He was a big guy. Was He was undefeated as well um, when he came in. So um, mentally, I was in their territory as well. I hear the crowd screaming his name, all this other stuff. So it was different. It's the first time I've ever been like, I've fought in police, people's hometown, but never to where like the whole crowd is favoring him. So it was it was different. I had to overcome that for sure. How are you preparing cardio-wise to be ready for the Utah mountains and that elevation? I am wrestling my ass off every day, getting my body and my muscles um, ready for what is coming. Five rounds, three rounds alone, is, it would be tough at the altitude, but with the five rounds, I've been wrestling as much as I possibly can because that's um, the best thing I can do for that, I think. Down here, it's um, it's hot, so... 
we can get in some of our gyms. We shut them doors and it gets over a hundred degrees in there with the humidity. And that's uh, when you're wrestling in that it's just as bad as the altitude. As far as that, I'm not too, too worried about it this time. You talked a little bit about going into enemy territory, but we are having you on this podcast so that there are a few fans for you out there in Salt Lake City. I just kind of wanted to ask you and get to know you a little bit better. How did you find MMA? How did you get started in this sport? Um, honestly, funny story. The first time I ever like I found MMA, um, it was like other than like watching like the UFC stuff. That what interested me was uh, the movie Never Back Down. Um, the guy in that movie. It's from not not really him, but the guy in the movie was from Iowa. So um, that alone, like I'm from I'm, I was born in Iowa, raised in Iowa. I, re- I moved to Florida three years ago, but for my whole life I was in Iowa. So that for some reason stuck with me. And then I trained a little bit in high school, like just picked it like as a hobby. I was a basketball player. So I, as a hobby, I did some MMA and then um, basketball kind of fell through. I kept getting hurt in college. So I. Uh, started getting punched in the face, found out I was actually really good at it, stuck with it. And now I kind of just transitioned how I grinded for basketball into MMA and found the love for it. And here we are freaking, what, seven years later. How was that transition from basketball to MMA? Striking, not as bad because I was athletic and I could, you know, like I feel like that's obviously my best uh, is my striking, my kickboxing. But uh, the uh, the wrestling was the hardest part for sure. Uh, any of the grappling, really. Learning how to stop a takedown was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. You know, like someone gets in a deep on a deep double leg and learning how to stop that and sprawl that and hit the angles off of that. That was different. But um, moving down here, it's we're a wrestling heavy camp. We wrestle every day of the week, really. Um, so. Being down here for the last three years, that's kind of elevated my wrestling a lot. And honestly, that's probably what's going to win me this fight is my wrestling. Because if this fight goes past, like you were asking me, this fight goes, what I'm going to do if the fight goes past the first round is I'm going to wrestle my ass off. <laughs> like we're going to, I'm going to make him tired. We're going to both, we're going to be some tired people if it goes past the first round. So yeah, Kill Cliff FC, obviously one of the higher profile gyms within the entire country. What is it mm-hmm. like training there amongst some really high profile names? It's, um, I love it, man. It's amazing. It brings the dog out in you. The coaches bring the dog out in you. Um, your teammates bring the dog out in you because like every day is a fight, you know, sparring sessions. They might not be like, we're not trying to knock each other out, nothing crazy like that, but like we're getting after it, you know? And, um, that alone being like having to be on your, uh, best game every day I think helps with the fight when it comes fight time you know because you do it every day anyway so what's this little bit of a 15 to 25 minutes going to be when every day is a fight you know so that's the best thing I can say and then just our culture at our gym I've been to a few other big gyms in the country and this one here we're like it's a family that's the best way I can uh, explain it like we're a big big gym and I don't think you would necessarily expect how much family oriented our gym is it's it's great I love it what was kind of the reason to jump from Idaho and move down to Florida was it just the camp or or what was it um in the beginning it was the camp for sure um my first fight professional fight was against Steve Mowry for Bellator and um after that we became really close friends 
and he, he kept inviting me down here. I ended up, when COVID happened, um, flights were super cheap, and Henry told me to come down. Um, so I came down for a week. I liked it. I came back for another week. And within that week, I found a place to live. And then within a month, I was down here full time. Who are some of your favorite training partners? Maybe notable names that the masses might know that you enjoy training with. Um, for me, honestly, RIP, Rumble Johnson, when he was alive, he was he was a great guy to have in the gym because he, he, man, <laughs> he, uh, he was fun to train with. That's, you know, uh, Tyrone Spong, he's always a good guy to have in the gym. Uh, having the room Linton Vassell he's a Bellator guy about to was supposed to fight for the title but he caught COVID um I think he's one of the most that people don't really even know about really as much because it's Bellator but uh Linton Vassell is a scary heavyweight you know and uh if he gets on top of you it's a bad day so having him in the room Steve um Matt Mitrione's been in the gym before I don't really go with like Gilbert Ian Gary they're Walter Waits so like we might strike, like I've striked with Gilbert, I've striked with Ian a little bit, but as far as like my rounds, rounds, the light heavyweights, Ong Law, you know, that's awesome. Ong Law is great to have around too because he's been in the game so long and he's such a humble guy um, to have in the room. So there's a lot of, there's so many I could keep going, you know, there's every week it seems like there might be somebody new that's in the gym. How much do you attribute your successes to being at a high profile gym? Obviously there's fighters from all over the country that come from different places, whether it be small gyms with a handful of guys to like your situation where you're at a very high profile gym. How much do you yeah. attribute this, your success to being around so many big names? Um, honestly, I don't know if necessarily it's that that's done it for me as much as it is just, um, because before I got down here, I had a really good kickboxing coach in Derek Lawfer. So I don't make like take all the give all the credit to Killcliffe. My past coach, Derek Lawfer, was a great coach, great kickboxing coach. He gave me my kickboxing uh, foundation. So I can't really um, give all the credit to Killcliffe. But for sure, since I got down here, like they leveled me up for sure. Because even when I, I was a professional when I moved down here, but I trained like an amateur. I uh, didn't take it seriously. I didn't have the training partners back home. So, like, I started to lose a little motivation as I got into the pro careers. I took a couple losses, so my motivation went down a little bit. And then um, getting down here, seeing people train every day, being in Florida in general, just seeing people outside running, you know, doing stuff, changed my mentality. Having a conditioning, actually conditioning coach that you follow a specific regimen. Because when I moved here, I think I was 280. Now I'm sitting at... 235 240 and I've been down to light heavyweight since I've been down here so just the motivation factor here it definitely elevated and then being in the room itself with your coaches who are all like constantly on you about effort it eventually it's either going to make you or break you you know and it's made me for sure was there a specific moment that changed your mentality that turned you from training like an amateur to training like a pro I don't know if it was a specific moment, but I got tired of losing because I got tired. I think every time I've lost is because I got tired and not because like the guy was better than me or anything like it. Like I'd be winning the fight and then I get so tired that I'm just like, I don't want to do this anymore. So like mentally I've broken in those aspects. So 
yeah, it's, uh, it's been a journey for sure. Talking about your losses, let's talk a little bit more about some of your wins, undefeated and bare knuckle 2-0. I'm curious, <laughs> you're one of the few people who actually know who have competed in that style of MMA. What are the differences like? We hear about the gloves and separations and things like that, but what is it like doing it without gloves? It's tough. I fought a 15-minute fight, and then I fought in a three-minute fight. The 15-minute fight was obviously tougher on my hands because I was just jabbing away the whole time. So you got to kind of be a little bit more careful with where you place your punches. But I also think that's helped me because I've had to think a little bit more um, and be a little bit more calm. I think that's a big part in the bare knuckle is staying calm, not freaking out. Cause a lot of guys you see get in there and they just start wailing and going after it. Like they're in an actual street fight and they forget that it's actually an MMA fight. You can take these guys to the ground, you know? So like my last fight, I took the guy to the ground. I beat him up a little bit, let him up. He was tired finish the fight um so i think that's honestly the best best way to go about it is taking them down to the floor but uh i liked it it felt super primal in that aspect like it was like it's that i feel like that's how it should be in the first place you know is mano y mano let's get to it do you think there's a future for that sport yes. specifically the bare knuckle side 100 percent, especially with jorge and Dean Tool, the way they're running things in Game Bread, they're they've had what five shows and they've already got freaking Junior Dos Santos and Fabricio fighting each other. Like five shows in. Granted, they're old retired heavyweights, but still, that's that alone is drawing a name. And then when you see the undercard, uh, like the underfights and how good these guys are going in there and fighting, they're fighting hard, you know. So that alone is it's attractive. So I think, I think so for sure. Have you been able to rub shoulders with Jorge Masvidal? And what has that been like being around him? He's a, um, so every time I've been around him, he's kind of been in business mode, like just in passing, but I've seen him like outside of game bread being down here in Florida. I've talked to him a little bit. He's super, he's a super nice guy. Every, every time I've talked to him anyway, which do you prefer bare knuckle or, or regular standard MMA? Regular MMA for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, the cuts and bare knuckle are brutal. The the hand, like just the wear and tear in your hands is tough. Um, so that alone. The um the length you could fight longer in regular MMA than you can in bare knuckle, you know. Feel like you have a shorter career in bare knuckle than you will fighting with some gloves. Protect the granted they're only four ounces, but them knuckles will cut you up really quick what is the trajectory of your bare knuckle side of things? Do you want to continue to take bare knuckle fights or will you just take them as they present themselves? I'll take them as they present. If it's a good fight and they're paying me good enough money, I'll do anything. Last question from me. What gets you excited about November 17th? Obviously the title on the line, number <laughs> one pound for pound fierce fighting championship fighter that you're facing against. What gets you excited about that night? Um, The whole experience, man. The, it's my first title fight as a pro. It's coming into enemy territory. It's kind of like, I, I like, it's like an underdog story, kind of like you're going into this territory against an undefeated guy. You've only been there once. You got people really don't know too much about you. So I'm like, I'm excited just about the fight itself. You know, I'm excited to go in there and show people who I am and show them that they have a new champion. Oh, well, we absolutely cannot wait for it. Darian Abbey making the walk opposite Kent Monfleo on November 17th at the Maverick Center. Tickets online at FierceFightingChampionship.com. Darian, thank you so much. Thank you.